And now, for those remaining, it's time. Why would they give a mannequin a talk show? Time for that stretch you've been wanting. Thank you, NSA. And so much more to tempt any taste. Right, when have you ever heard of Paris Hilton doing anything right other than being Paris Hilton? Girls gone wild a total different way. Am I allowed to fart or should I have a conversation with somebody? You'll be notified in plenty of time when the next show is about to begin. Show some respect (laughs) the show. Sorry. This is The Back Row. I'm Keith Tomasak. Rui Penho. And the Rich Warren. We're going to be doing The Fives. It's The Fives on The Back Row. Possibly even tens. Whoa, whoa. Today it is all about popular songs that actually don't mean what you think. Let's start with one. In no particular order. No particular order at all. In no particular order whatsoever. I think we're going to read them in order, though. (laughs) (laughs) Well, first up, we have the Maroon 5, Harder to Breathe. Now, first of all, the song was a rant by Adam Levine about his record label because they uh, were frustrated. The company asked for more songs on their debut album, so they wrote the one song just to fill up the space they needed. Really? And that's like the one song that I don't know what's on this particular album, but this is the one that's always on the radio. Well, that, exactly. that was it was their first hit yep. as far as I'm. I actually like this song a lot. Isn't I, it I funny really... the way that works, though? I it's mean, always really a song that it, was like, oh, it's song... a throwaway song. So make that one the hit that was the biggest hit. It's always that way. Yeah. Well, not to uh, already start to drift away, but that happened with Queen. Look at We Will Rock You and We Are the Champions. We Will Rock You was almost like a filler to go with We Are the Champions. And personally, once We Will Rock You ends, I kind of click off We Are the Champions because it's such a change of pace and, and not as good of a song as the first Wow. One. Wow. That, I'm, you know, as a, as, as a fan of the song, I'm just going to say that's disappointing. I think, I think you can't have We Are the Champion. I mean, you can't have We Will Rock You without We well, Are the Champion. Well, it's just that, you know, that's We what I Will, we, it pumps you up. Yeah, rock you. And I've done my time. Ding, 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 ding. I paid my dues. But, it's like, okay. oh, my God. Well, like, talk about slamming on the brakes. And, but you know, here, like, oh, but here's you're the killing thing, me. I'm right? amped. Keep me amped. But it's it's the story. It, it, it is, I mean, it is calm, almost kind of like a short little story. It's like, they're going to rock you. They're going to do this. They're going to make it. And then they do make it. That. Keep on fighting to the end. Sorry. Sorry. We can actually play the song. That was backdropping. Yeah. I think my version's better. <laughs> no time for losers. We are the champions. Everything sounds better with an East Indian accent. Next song. Well, speaking of uh, <laughs> speaking of East well, Indian well, not, accents, not quite. But <laughs> second one we got is Size Gangnam Style. Oh, 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 oh. Geez. So Some this Gangnam song style. is uh, satire, not just uh, the affluent Gangnam District in Seoul, but on the broader pursuit by young Koreans to attain a Gangnam Style wealth that, in the country with more than uh, five credit cards for every adult, can only be achieved by getting deeper in debt. So basically, everyone uses their credit cards. Well, and, but makes make, makes it look like they are rich, so everyone's basically in debt. It's basically what's going on in this country. There, there's a terminology that I won't say on the radio, or I won't be on the radio. Kind of like when you wrap a twenty around a bunch of ones. That kind right. of a 
Well, kind of, it is. It's all about perception of what what they're being perceived as. They give it, you know, p- paying for everything, the the biggest, you know, cars and everything. It's all done by getting in debt. And they're in debt up to their eyes. Right, exactly. And that's supposedly called Gangnam Style. Wow. Mm-hmm. Huh. Although Psy got a lot of grief because, and I'm not familiar with him outside of this song as, you know, this was the song that broke him in this country, but apparently in his past, he's written some pretty harsh anti-American songs. He yes, was angry at right. this country for the treatment of some, I don't know the whole story, some girls or something, and it was a really given the finger to this country song, and now we have this one and we love him, and there's some people going, wait, he wrote that song, right. he's not our friend. You know you what? Know, you know, no, no. Money's everyone's friend, you know. so he's going to love us if we're giving him... <laughs> well, he can love us in front of our faces, but behind the door, you know, closed doors, yeah. I'm sure he's not really... I'm sure he's still the same person when it comes to that. Yeah, you know what? America. America! America! They took our jobs! <laughs> okay. <sighs> Moving on. We have uh, number three. Chic and Freak Out. So this song is coming from an experience, apparently. So New Year's Eve, 1977, disco legends Nile Rodgers and Bernard Edwards of the group Chic were turned away from Studio 54. I actually knew this story. Hmm. They were so pissed off, they wrote a song entitled, and we complete this, Fuck Off. Later, they cleaned it up to La Freak, but still about the night, that same night. Ah, fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) It would be a total different song. I've honestly, I've heard the song before. I know the rhythm. I know the let freak out, ding, ding, let freak. And that's all I know. I've never actually listened to anything outside the chorus. I have no idea what they're talking about. I've. This is this is something I don't I don't know if this is a guy thing or if it's a personal preference thing. I noticed with my with my actual with my wife and daughter. They will actually listen to the words, and I've noticed a lot of women do this. You know, I'm, and I'm not saying that to be sexist. I just noticed this that they they really listen to the words, like they really try to understand the song. So they would probably hear this, but for me personally, when I'm listening to a song, if I'm driving or whatever, it's just kind of background noise for me. The vocals stand out as much as. The guitars or the drums or the bass. It's just another instrument. It's just another noise that makes the whole of the song. So, because I have I have CDs that I've had for 20 damn years with songs on them that I've heard literally a hundred times, and to this day I could not tell you the words of the songs. Wow. See, I'm I'm kind of the opposite. I, I tend to overanalyze. Well, maybe it's not a male or female thing. Everything. Maybe it's just a personal thing. Then I, it could just be you know the type of person that you are. I, I mean, but that being said, if it goes, if I like a song, if I like a song, I like to get the meaning of the song or whatever. Interesting side note: uh, you mentioned you could listen to a song for years and not know, you know, the meaning, the meaning or whatever. Um, when I was a kid, one of my favorite albums was Prince's Purple Rain. Okay. Now, I listened to that album over and over and over and over again, and I was a kid, you know, whatever. There's a song called Darling Nikki on that album. I don't know if you guys are familiar with this song. No, I'm not. I'm vaguely. I have a friend of mine that's a huge Prince fan who would forcibly subject me to Prince against my will. But continue. You might you might want to clean this up uh, in in post, but the first 
couple lines of the song are quite literally, I knew a girl named Nikki. I guess you could say she was a sex fiend. I met her in a hotel lobby masturbating with a magazine. This is a song I listened to over and over with as a kid, and it's literally about a girl who's just like insatiably into sex. And I'm like, really? Did I even pay attention? <laughs> or did I just not know <laughs> what it was about, you know? I just remember I had a friend of mine, well, I have a friend of mine, uh, back that he had a girlfriend who was complaining that she couldn't understand the meaning of TLC's Waterfalls. It was making her mad. I don't understand it. Like, why did you need to understand the song? Why? Well, some people like to know. But, yeah, I don't know. You should just tell her to not go chasing waterfalls. No, that's all. That's what it really means. No, it really does. Hey, Soul Asylum. <laughs> I'm going to sing the ones I know. Gotta take it on a runaway train. That's all I know, because I just explained. So obviously the next one is Soul Asylum, <laughs> Runaway Train. So due to the fact that their music video featured pictures of missing children, many people believe that Soul Asylum's Runaway Train was actually about runaways. It's really a song about depression. The video's director came up with the missing children idea, and the band loved it. See, I loved that video. I thought it was about kids running away from troubled homes, quite honestly. Yeah, no, that video really kind of, I mean, I mean, if it's about depression, then I guess we're going to have to accept that. But that's a, that's a case of a video really putting uh, a different meaning, a to, different the song. meaning to the song. Like, you you watch that video and it, and for people who haven't don't remember the video it was literally missing children like real missing children yeah. every i think it was like every month or so they would actually like cycle through different children <laughs> which yeah. is kind of you know sad if you think about it but but the video was about a kid running away from a troubled home and this and that or whatever and it's just interesting to... It has nothing to do with it. It has nothing to do with it. You know, it's nothing. funny. I don't know if you, uh, either one of you ever watched or are a fan of the Tosh.0 show on Comedy Central. Yes. There was actually a bit that he did that was amazing, and it actually coincides with what we're talking about right now. Uh, Sarah McLachlan, known to have those very oh. lamenting, sad yes. songs, and they also, you know, and, and those are the perfect songs for the Save the Children, you know, for abused the animals. Angel. Like, if you really want to tug at someone's heartstring, yeah. and Fly that's the music you want to use. <laughs> Damn it, Rudy, stop! <laughs> I'm not gonna cry. No. Um, so, so what? What? What Daniel Tosh did was he did a montage of happy, playful dogs running after balls, but he put that music behind it, and it still looked sad. Yeah. The happiest wagging their tails, chasing with that music, it still looked sad. You know. You know that song is not on our list, but I'm gonna add it. The Angel song from Sarah McLaughlin. Yeah. yeah. Everyone thinks it's like. I mean, it's still a sad song, but everyone thinks it's like not about what it is. It's actually about heroin. The angel mm. is heroin. It's heroin addiction. You're in the arms of the angel, right, fly yeah. away from yep. here. It's about heroin addiction and not like other sad things. <laughs> it's not about sad puppies. It's not about runaways. That's pretty much what I'm just going to say. Okay, let's go. Uh, I'm going to skip a couple because we were just talking about the train. Now let's go do the Beatles ticket to ride. Okay, because the song is not actually about a ticket to a train at all. The ticket refers to health cards carried by Hamburg prostitutes to show that they were STD-free. 
so, interesting. So they literally had a uh, ticket to ride. to ride. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> wow. Hop on the A-train, ladies. You know. That's my skeevy Matthew McConaughey voice from Days of Confuse. All right, all right, all right. That that's funny, uh, mainly because I get older and all the girls say the same age. <laughs> that it's funny because you know when you when you think of about the Beatles and especially that period of time, not you know it's a, before Sgt. Pepper and all the drugs and all that kind of stuff or whatever. So you know when the drugs got involved, they got a little bit experimental with all sorts of stuff. But but before that, they were kind of like mom and pop, like hey, we're kids, right? Happy go lucky or whatever, and they're. They're talking about prostitutes having a STD ticket. STD. She's got a ticket to ride. She don't care. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that makes it so much worse. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where to go from there. I'm just yeah. Think I'm gonna be sad. I think it's a day. Please, move on. (laughs) Do something. Well, I know you really want to talk about this one, so I'm going to go back to it. So, it's Bonnie Tyler's Total Eclipse of the Heart. (laughs) Has anyone heard her Raw Torpedoes version, by the way? No. No. All right, I won't ruin it for you. Look it up, folks. Total Eclipse of the Heart, uh, not about a lifelong relationship or getting married or anything like that. It keeps talking about being together forever, sure. But the thing is, it means forever literally. They're vampires. Song author and animal site. I'm telling you, I'm gonna tell you. Jim Steinman said he actually wrote the song to be a vampire love song. The original title was Vampires in Love. It was all about the darkness, the power of darkness, and love's place in dark. Do these hmm. vampires sparkle too? Wow, that's a Twilight. Yeah, yes, Twilight. a Twilight <laughs> reference. That's um, edgy. I, I don't, it's very. <laughs> I don't still see it with the words of the song. I don't. I don't. I don't see it, but. Bright eyes. Oh, I'm doing that raw torpedo, my bad. (laughs) Turn around, bright eyes. That would be more like a zombie. And I need you more than ever. And (laughs) we'll be holding on together. And we'll only be making it right. This is like Cartman with, with, uh, <laughs> I'm feeling away. Once we get Rui started on Total Eclipse, he's got to go through the whole song before but, he can stop. But you could say that it, it there's nothing in Once it that you would think. Once upon a time, I was falling yeah, in love. I, I kind of cry BS on this. I don't know. Nothing. There's yeah, nothing. I, there's nothing in it. So have, it could, it could have be. Have, it could not be. It doesn't. I'd have to have Bonnie Teitler tell me herself. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm My misspelling. No, it's, <laughs> it's Jim Steinman. Jim Steinman wrote the song right she just sang it jim steinman it wrote like all of those epic he you know but didn't meatloaf's meatloaf, bad yeah, out of hell meatloaf uh, produced that one that's why it sounds it, it builds no no it no goes. it's jim steinman jim steinman but wrote I, all those songs meatloaf's uh, but i thought meatloaf actually produced it for her i i was in i don't maybe i, I could be wrong i don't know i think you might be <laughs> already but um i'll accept that no but <laughs> literally back in the day like Around that time, all of those epic songs that sound like that are Jim, Jim Steinman. Steinman. Meatloaf, Bonnie Tyler's uh, Total Eclipse of the Heart, uh, Making Love Out of Nothing at All. Even uh, Celine Dion's um, 
My heart will go on. No, no, no. Celine Dion's It's All Coming Back to Me Now is Jim Steinman. And if you think about it, imagine Meatloaf singing It's All Coming Back to Me Now, and then you can see the fact that Jim Steinman yeah. wrote it. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much anything that you can imagine Meatloaf singing is, <laughs> is a Jim, Jim Steinman song. You know what's a real scary thing to see? A hardcore Meatloaf fan. That's scary. Oh, Rui, don't give me that Why look. That? You're not a hardcore meatloaf fan. You get all amped in the parking lot and you jack it up. You're like, ah! oh my God, he is. Help me. The and he drives like, so So when he's out there on 95 driving like a deranged lunatic. And the fires that we are howling on, you know, way he's, down. He's, in he's, the... he's blaring meatloaf while he's doing it on top of it all, okay? <laughs> There's a man in the shadow with a gun in his oh. eye and a blade shining oh so bright. <laughs> Next song. We're moving on. Nirvana smells like teen spirit. So the song has a history of confused meanings. Kathleen Hanna of Bikini Kill wrote the words Kurt smells like teen spirit on his wall. Not on his Facebook wall. This is before Facebook. Like literally on his wall. On his wall in in the house or the apartment (laughs) or whatever. So not knowing that teen spirit was a brand name, Kurt. uh, He took it. He, t- he took it to. He took. I misspelled this one. So. <laughs> <laughs> Kurt took it as some kind of revolutionary phrase. The song lyrics are intentionally vague, contradictory, hard to hear, and not included in the liner notes of Nevermind. In interviews, Kurt would give different meanings of the song, from deep revolutionary thoughts to feelings on his circle of friends. No less than three different biographies have offered their own interpretations, and to this day, no one really knows for sure what the song is about. Thank God she didn't write down Kurt Smells Like Ass. <laughs> Would have been a total <laughs> different a totally song. totally different song. <laughs> I, I, you don't know the words. I mean, they're just so... I unfortunately know the words, but I'm not going <laughs> to subject you to... <laughs> But do they offer any kind of meaning? Pretty pretty much this whole show has been about songs that I can sing, which <laughs> which is terrifying. <laughs> which is <It's> very terrifying. <laughs> I would just like to add on a non-related, well, sort of related, that when Weird Al Yankovic parodied or satired this song, they actually did get the same exact custodian that was in the Teen Spirit video to be in the Weird Al version, which I thought was cool. Mm-hmm. And there really was coffee in the in the mop bucket that he dunked the donut into when he ate it. And he said it was good. I remember that interview. He's like, ah, oh, the coffee was good. The donuts were fresh. Why not? What? He likes his food. He's a man after my own heart. Just for the sake of people who are listening to this show, every once in a while when Rich uh, goes off on his little tangent, I like to just stare at him and be quiet. <laughs> Until and, he finally just him, trails off. And let him hang himself, which is... Which that is... was a true fact, though. <laughs> that wasn't just me rambling that time. I mean, that was legit. That was No, legit. no, but it's it's more about making you feel uncomfortable, which I find fun. <laughs> you know what? You can't, because I've seen fire and I've seen rain. <laughs> I've seen sunny days that I thought would never end. I but I always thought that I'd see you again. All right, this is the back row. We're talking about popular songs that don't mean what you think they mean. I'm Keith Thomasak. Rui Pinno. And I'm Rich Warren. Let's go on to the next one. What do we got? Uh, you James keep Taylor. using that word. I don't think it means what you think it means. Sorry. <laughs> What's that? Princess Bride. Inigo Montoya. And, uh, In- inconceivable. Never, oh, I, didn't say, I, I don't see movies very often. 
you know what? I let it be known now. You need to see I Princess know. Bride. I've got a list going from. Last I week. actually think I have a double of that. I think I might have to gift that to you. I'm gonna <laughs> double check. <laughs> well, as uh, Rich was already singing, the James Taylor Fire and Rain song isn't about a girlfriend dying in a plane crash, although it was the reason why it was written. But it has nothing to do with about that. Okay, it has nothing to do with that. The song's three verses are about three phases in James's life. The first refers to the loss of his childhood friend Suzanne Schnur to suicide. The second refers to Taylor's battles with depression and drug addiction, and the third refers to dealing with success while also looking back on everything it took to achieve it. His girlfriend did die in the plane See, crash. Y- you know, you know the funny thing is, is that this is the first song on the list where. As you're reading, you know, the first verse, second verse, and third verse, I'm remembering the first, second, and third verse and going, yes, that makes sense. Like, all these other ones, like Total Eclipse of the Heart, you're like, okay, come on, really? But this one, it's like, it it makes, it all makes sense. Now, the first part referring to the loss of his childhood friend uh, to suicide, was that related to the fact that her last name was Schnur? I but. He's now you just <laughs> Rui is now just staring. <laughs> What's your last name? Schnur. We'd like to apologize for to the, the Schnur, Schnur family. family. <laughs> no, it just it reminds me of like there was this woman. Um, you know her her name was Linda Lipschitz and she hated it her whole life. <laughs> Linda Lipschitz, Linda Lipschitz, and finally Wait, she turned eighteen and she, she was able. She to She changed her name. her name to Lip Latrine, right? No, no, to Laura Lipschitz. <laughs> to Laura. <laughs> to Laura Lipschitz. <laughs> schnur sounds like it's describing a sound like that's a schnur okay i'm thinking thundercats <laughs> schnarf schnarf hey maybe that's where uh snarf got you know what let's make one thundercats character snarf was related to the loss of jane taylor's friends as a homage to suzanne schnur <laughs> and was originally going to be Schnur, Schnur. You're just starting rumors now. Suzanne, the plan. All I got to do is make a meme and it's energy. real. I slap it on Facebook. <laughs> everybody owns it. You know, we we're, we were doing on, five on, on, we went on a side note. You mentioned the whole posting it on Facebook and making it real thing. If I don't get a thousand I, likes, this child dies of cancer. I cannot stand <laughs> people who post things on Facebook without doing their due diligence and checking oh, Snopes yep. or whatever to see if it's a hoax. Come on. Seriously, guys? It's not that difficult at all. There's so many times that I've, t- I've said that. I look at something somebody posted, I'm like, that's so fake. I don't know why you'd even post it. Oh, the newest one going around, if you guys haven't noticed already, is Charles Manson getting probation yes, this year. I did see that's that. That's the newest BS uh, Facebook thing going around. Yeah, I did see that one. (laughs) Wow. Although, all things being equal, if I had the choice of being in a car with Charles Manson or Gary Busey, I would pick Manson every single time. Because Gary Busey scares the hell out of me more than Charles Manson does. You know, it's a sad thing to to admit the (laughs) fact that I will say this. If you've ever really watched like an interview with Charles Manson... You can sort of see why he's got like a little bit of a charisma about himself. They took him off the internet. He was recruiting people online. I heard they got him off the computer. But, but you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like I'm not saying, hey, he's a great guy. I'm just saying when you hear him talk, it's like you kind of just listen. Like it's not like you you like what he's saying, but it's just 
I can see how like people were just sort of like, yes, Charles is great, mm. and I believe in everything that he does. Gee, Charles, when when you put it that way, when you put it, it that is way. completely logical that I take this kitchen knife and stab the shit out of this person. You know, you really, <laughs> you really, you know, I I can't not do it when you put I, it that I, way. You know, I mean, like. That's, that's scary power, though. That's you know. That's you're, you're right, Charles. the The Beatles' White Album is about the race war. <laughs> Shall we move on? Yes. Yes. <laughs> number nine, Night Ranger, Sister Christian. I don't know if it's really actually Motor number nine. But... So it's not about a uh, nun being tempted by her carnal desires. It's a song about a drummer, about the drummer, Kelly Keegi's uh, teenage sister, Christy. He was visiting home and was struck by how quickly she was growing up. Aww. It's poignant. Oh, he's so cute. He loves his sister. Sister, I'm going to puke. Goes home, sees her. She's like a uh, slut. I'm going to just keep it as my dirty nun song. That's and what I'm going to... you know that you're oh the only God. one to say. Next week's back row, Shot Collar. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see how much uh, electricity we can take. <laughs> You know, it'll be like that James Bond where they're playing that video game and the shock builds up. So between me and Rui, you know, every time the shock will get a little stronger. And and Rui's unconscious and has urinated. He's done. Wait, how is that different from any other day? <laughs> well, I don't know how many kickstarts have you had. I think you're one more yeah. can away. I know, I know. So the Night Ranger, Sister Christian, not How's a How's your flame-retarded insides, by the way? You like that brominated vegetable oil there? <laughs> this building's on fire. It's okay. I got this. I have to pee. Oh, holy crap. That's amazing. Kickstart. Now with even more poisonous chemicals. Sorry. Sorry. Okay, seismic closing time. Who the hell? Seismic. Oh, semisonic. Okay, that's so wrong. <laughs> so seismic, seismic. Whoa, who wait, that's who not... is this semi... semisonic? Who is this semi-flaccid? Anyways. Closing time. I now never heard I know song? not of this song. Closing time. One more call for alcohol. So gather your wits. Oh, really slow. You don't yeah. have to go yeah. home, but you can't stay here. Yeah. Okay. okay, I think I vaguely remember that one. I think I tried to block that. Okay, well, <laughs> I would. So the song is not about having to leave a bar at the end of the night. It was written in anticipation of frontman Dan Wilson's impending fatherhood. He stated they think it's about being bounced from a bar, but it's actually about being bounced from a womb. <laughs> what? Like the babies in the womb? Closing time! <laughs> Get out! You can't stay here. <laughs> Come on. My God. So wait, wait. Are we to imply that he's telling his unborn child Get out to his. gather his whiskey or yeah, beer right. because he doesn't have to go home, but he can't, but stay, he can't stay there? That's odd. You know what's great about being a test tube baby? You get a womb with a view. Whatever. I'm going to move on past this. I've actually got another one, and it's not on the list. I thought of it after I made the list. So this is the 12th one. I just want to... 12? This is actually going to make 12. Oh, okay. I got uh, Rihanna. top whatever. Rihanna's Russian Roulette. Russian Roulette. You ever hear the song? No. No. It's like the heartbeat Is it about giving Kanye a a revolver with all six bullets in it? No, but that would be a good song. Actually, it would be a great video. Listen, I'm going to let you finish. I'm going to let you finish. Okay. But Kanye is the greatest of all time. Sorry. Just. So he thinks. 
Yeah. So <laughs> it's actually about a, an abusive relationship, not anything about the actual game of Russian roulette. Hmm. Because it was actually written right after she uh, broke up with Chris Brown and the record company, wa- they figured she was going to have to put something out there, but she didn't really want to do it. But they came up with a song, Russian Roulette, to kind of say she was in an abusive relationship, obviously. So what does the Russian Roulette reference have to, every time you walk into the house, there's a... She never knew what was going to happen. That, yeah, there's, there's a slight chance you might get beaten right. or not. Or not. So that's why it made it uh, Russian Roulette. Hmm. So that was our list. I mean, uh, and yeah. more, actually. And so, more. Look at that. that. Bonus. That was the back row for this week. I'm Keith Tomasak. Rui Pinho. And I'm Rich Warren. Boom. Bye. See you. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Goodbye. 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 Time to go now. Bye-bye. Goodbye.